Amen. 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 You guys can grab a seat and uh, man, happy Easter, Christ Church. It is, uh, it is good to be together on this day. My name is Brian Beeman. So I'm the lead pastor here at Christ Church. And uh, we're so thankful uh, for the opportunities to welcome you in here this morning. And uh, this is our, I don't know if you've realized this, this is without question our favorite day of the year. And, um, and amen, you can clap as much as you want, okay? The, the, the reason why we're here this morning is uh, in addition to the celebration that is, that is right and due um, King Jesus is um, an opportunity in this time when we just want to, we want to process through um, and remember and reflect on the resurrection of Christ. Like, like the, the resurrection is more than just an event that happened in the past. It is something that continues to teach and lead God's people forward because the tomb is empty. The, the resurrection fixed and secured the name of Jesus as the hope of the world. Uh, the, the, the resurrection was a, was a, a declaration that, that, that a new uh, opportunity for redemption was laid before all of the world, that, that people could literally move from death to life, that, that there could be justice over injustice, and um, even the, the way we've woven the message in throughout this weekend, it started on Good Friday with us just going, man, what is the reality of the injustice that Christ endured, and to process through that carefully and deeply, and then uh, today what I want you to see is, is that um, in the resurrection, what is being proclaimed so clearly is justice, is justice, justice over the injustice of death, justice over our sin, and justice through us to the world. And so get your Bibles open to Romans chapter 4. In this chapter, the Apostle Paul, what he's doing is he's reflecting on Abraham's faith. And, and he reflects on Abraham's faith. And, and if you remember, if you don't know the story, let me just fill you in. Um, God told Abraham all the way back in Genesis that he was going to be the father of many nations. But his wife was barren and unable to have children. So he had to hope, continue to give, put his faith in the promises of God. And then decades later... The, his, in his old age, his wife, Sarah, would give birth to Isaac. And so this picture of faith that Paul paints in Romans chapter 4, at the very end of the passage that we're going to look at, he weaves it into the cross and resurrection. So look with me, Romans chapter 4, starting in verse 20, referring to Abraham here first, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone. Now it becomes personal. But for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, and here it is, here's resurrection, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord. And then what, what, what happened in, 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 in Christ's work it's right there at the end. Who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. <laughs> there it is. The, the truth of the resurrection, the reality of what it means for us is a, a fundamental 
the character and purpose of the resurrection was to bring justice to the world. To create a pathway where, where God through His Word and His Spirit and His people can cover injustice with justice. Who wants to know about that truth today in today's world, right? This is a message we desperately need. The church desperately needs to hear. The followers of Christ desperately need to live into. And so the big idea that we're going to see clearly here is that God's justice is declared in the resurrection. And so first, if, if I'm going to make that statement, we've seen it already in Romans 4.25, but let's see it a little more clearly, and let me just appeal to you today that justice is at the center of the gospel. Justice is at the center of the gospel because it is essential to the character of God, just like all the other things that we tend to run to more quickly. Isaiah 5.16, the Lord of hosts is exalted in justice. Psalm 37, 28, for the Lord loves justice. Psalm 89, 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. It's getting pretty clear. Deuteronomy 32, 4, the rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are justice. Then in Matthew 12, 18 through 21, it's making reference to Jesus, but it's a prophecy from Isaiah 42, and it says this. Talking about Jesus, behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. Oh, that day. It's already begun, church, through the work of Christ. But it will be completed fully. That's why it ends with, and in his name, the Gentiles will hope. Our hope is in the justice that God will bring, and our hope is in the resurrection, because the resurrection is intended to mobilize God's people to bring justice. And Jesus had to pick up the mantle of justice, as the prophecy points to. Because justice is at the center of his character because he is God. God's heart burns for justice. As I studied this and as I saw this play out and as God's been weaving this into my own conviction and, and understanding of the gospel, I started to see everywhere that the words that we use all the time around the gospel, words like justice, uh, justification, or words like righteousness, at, at, at a base level there's this idea of justice. Justice is the reason why Jesus, the perfect son of God, had to die. And Jesus was raised from the dead for our justification. See, often what happens in the church is, is that we, we always need to sort of balance the ways we understand and communicate things. And too often in our communication of the gospel, we default to words like that we feel like are maybe softer or a little bit easier for everybody to be like, yes, things like forgiveness and grace and mercy. And they're all great words. Those are true words. They're all words that are central to the character of God and clearly in the gospel. But justice must be included to bring a right balance to our understanding of the gospel. Let me appeal to you even more. I, I can see from the perspective of some 
that, that God can, can seem disconnected from the reality of our world if we only emphasize the love and mercy of God. When you have seen and experienced the, the, the weight or the pain of evil or injustice or, or suffering in this world, isn't there something that wells up within you that you're like, I need to see justice? When you feel it in your own flesh and you see it from the world, if you've been hurt deeply by the sin of another person, you need to know that God is just. You need to know that that, that God, that you can, you can trust him, that he will bring justice to that. Maybe not perfectly in this life, but perfectly in the end. It anchors you. If you've done some, some terrible things in your past and you feel the weight of your own sin, you need to know that God's justice can cover you and that he's actually paid the penalty for that sin. It's fundamental to what it means to be a follower of Christ. For anyone living in this world, watching, uh, proclaimed all the time to everyone injustice after injustice that we see play out in our world, We need to know that God is just. We've got to know and and have in our minds, in our perception of the gospel, that God's heart burns against injustice. We must know and have confidence for our hope to be hope, to know that his judgment will be perfect in eternity. We must know that anyone in relationship with him can be justified and that God calls his people to respond to injustice. Justice is at the center of the gospel. And because justice is at the center of the gospel, in the resurrection we can see clearly that Christ was raised to bring justice to the world. He was raised for our justification. Like look back at Romans 4. And see with me how you can access this justification. Because there's a way that God calls us to actually become justified and do justice. And and he gives us this Abraham story because Abraham's the model to follow. See, Abraham, before everything was finally fulfilled, before even the promise that he would be the father of many nations could even be partially realized, He put his faith in God, and it was a faith that did not waver. And we of all people have even more evidence and testimony from the scriptures of what God has done, and it's that same faith that God calls us to. And through faith in the promises of God, through faith in what Christ has accomplished, we can be made righteous. And you know what righteousness is at its fundamental level? Righteousness is a right state before God because I know that my sins have been justified. I'm righteous before God only if I know with confidence that justice has been served. Now let me be clear The faith and belief that's being talked about in this passage is not simply a mental agreement with the truth. It's not just this idea that I might agree with or I I think Jesus is a good teacher. I think the Bible can help be helpful to me. For faith to be faith, 
according to what the Bible defines it as and clarifies it as, it's got to be more than just a past declaration, something that I affirmed years ago or decades ago. It must be a present reality. Biblical faith and belief means that I'm relying on and trusting in God. The character of this in the scriptures is to walk by faith. Faith in Christ has a starting point when someone puts their faith in Christ and, then an, and there's no end point because a disciple doesn't stop following Christ. You can't believe the things that we talk about. You can't believe that they're true and not be compelled by them to a place where your life is marked by them. That's biblical faith and belief. It's biblical discipleship when you're like, I'm willing to give everything. Through faith, Christ brings justice It's a faith that justifies and a faith that leads to justice. So how do we live these out? How do we engage with this? What does this look like? Well, first, let me encourage us to walk by faith in your justification. To walk by faith into your justification. Because the resurrection, Jesus was raised for our justification. So what does it look like to walk by faith in this? What does it look like to be made righteous before God? Well, well, first off, if we believe God is who He says He is, then God is holy. And in light of God's holiness, your sin, regardless of the degree, we understand at a conscience level that it is heinous and that our sin demands justice. No matter what degree, no matter how little, we, don't, we, don't, we can't look to compare ourselves to the person to the left or the right. But before God's holiness, all sin is heinous and demands justice. Any single sin, regardless of the degree, separates you from a right relationship with God. But Christ, but Christ, but Christ. It's what causes us to rejoice this weekend. It's what causes God to call us to remember what Jesus did because he was delivered up for your trespasses and raised for your justification. By faith, you are forgiven because justice has been served. You know, our church over the past six weeks, for those of you who maybe are newer this morning, over the past six weeks, kind of leading up to Easter, we have a a season that we just want to focus on some aspect of the gospel. And And this year, leading into and thinking about what we were going to be covering in Good Friday and Easter, um, we, we taught on this concept of forgiveness and the beautiful reality of the way that God um, forgives us for our sin. And, um, and in the midst of that, we recognize that oftentimes forgiveness is a hard reality to understand and to live under. To walk by faith in your justification is a walk. And so as you can see on the sheets around the, around the room or up here, people wrote out prayers that we, we prayed over over the, the last weeks and um, people wrote prayer requests down for God to forgive them for sin in their life, for them to seek forgiveness for sin against someone else and also to grant forgiveness where someone had sinned against them. I mean, listen to some of these. Forgive me for my sin. I struggle with my dad leaving. I need help with my sin. I know you are with me. Over here, forgive me for my distraction. Help me to be more forgiving and to forgive myself. 
all throughout these testimonies of people wrestling to, to walk by faith in their justification. And what the resurrection declares over all of these is that the resurrection is the, is the exclamation point over all of these, that, that Jesus has covered them. The resurrection declares that, that, that it has been finished and that this sin, however heinous, however um, difficult to navigate through, whether in your own life, between you and God, the, the sort of sin that causes great injury in relationship, the beauty of the resurrection in Jesus being raised for our justification is it in the gospel, in the resurrection, it is the exclamation point over all of that. And that's why we've put over the top of all of these sheets around our worship center the word justice. Because in Jesus rising from the dead, in the, in the celebration that we rightly give him, we're declaring that it has been finished. That, that, that he was delivered up for our trespasses. The ones that we commit before God, the ones that impact relationships with one another, and the ones that have been done unto us. And not just what's on these sheets of paper. His blood poured out on the cross covers every single sin, every single injustice, every sin in every single person's life for the totality of human history. His Justice covers every injustice. And that should make our hearts sing. And that should make our hearts delight in the truth of what God has accomplished. That is the reason for joy in light of the resurrection. The only way this kind of grace is justified is if justice has truly been served. That is why Christ had to die and it's not just a decision in your past. Walk by faith in your justification. It continues to speak over you that, that, that perfect justice has been served. My walk of faith is a walk of faith in my justification. That there was a moment in time when my life took hold of God's justice and I received him into my heart and life but then the walk of my life is a steady walk, sometimes difficult, sometimes stumbling, sometimes getting up from the reality of the way that sin mars my life or sin has marred my life because of someone else's sin. But the reality of the gospel is that justice continues to speak and I walk by faith in my justification. It's, it's the declaration that I am forgiven. It's the declaration that I am righteous. It changes your very identity it's, it's being freed from the penalty of sin. It's, it's the ability to declare that, that because of the justice of God over my life through what Jesus accomplished, I can be a child of God. It literally, to walk by faith in your justification changes the way that you think, the way that you look at yourself, the way you perceive your life before God. It is the most beautiful reality that we're invited into in the redemptive story. Walk by faith in your justification. And I ask you this morning, are you walking by faith in your justification? I'm calling you to respond. 
I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, imploring you, there's no better way to live to see all the ways that the world tries to lead us down paths that where it's either trying to earn our justification or prove our justification. There's multiple ways you see this playing out in the world. But there is no true justification. Not without someone perfect like the Son of God coming to pay the price perfectly. So the response that I'm calling you to, that the Word of God calls you to, that Romans 4 calls you to, has to be more than just an emotional response during an Easter service. It must be a faith that, that commits to Christ, that sees what he has done in his death and resurrection, and, and knowing that every aspect of your life must be committed to him, that it must cost you everything. How can it not cost you everything? Into the, the volume and the depth and the beauty and the glory of what God has done for us in Christ. How can it not cost us everything? It costs us everything so that we might receive everything. Every move to confess your sin, to repent and turn from your sin is walking by faith that justifies. Right now, some of you, 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 you've, you've been around the gospel for so long, showing up at Easter service after Easter service. And some of you right now might know the cost of discipleship and the, and the Spirit is leading you to put your faith in Christ. And my encouragement to you is to respond. Listen and hear and respond. You could start right now by just saying, I am done with all of my life and I want to walk with this Christ that is being proclaimed today from his word. To give everything and to walk with him. For some of you though, you might still have questions and, and might be wrestling or need to process. That was me before I came to faith in Christ. And I want you to do that with someone and I, our church is ready and prepared to meet you in that questioning, in that wrestling. So if you're wanting to make a decision or you're just wanting to process, we want to serve you. We don't want you to walk alone. That's not gospel life and that's never God's plan. And so we want you to reach out. And so we have this way for you to reach out. You can use your phone. You can do it right now. You can go to mychristchurch slash decision. And in a moment, just in a, hey, help me or I'm ready to move forward in this, I promise you, that through the work of God, if you respond to that that's been proclaimed today, God could transform your life and your eternity. Not just to believe some novel things about who God is, but to, to literally walk by faith in your justification. Those of us who understand this know that there's great joy there. There is great peace. So come and, and talk to us today. Reach out and we'll follow up with you this week. We'll also have people up front after the service if you just want to talk to somebody right now today. Let all disciples of Christ walk under the justice of God. The justification declared in the resurrection of Christ. Christ was raised to bring justice to the world. Walk by faith in your justification. Then this, walk by faith to do justice. God, in his plan wants to extend justice to the whole world through his people. 
God's call to do justice is everywhere in his word. And that's why if the, if the resurrection, if he was raised for our justification, that there's also a justice that he wants us to live under and there's a justice that he's calling us to do. Think about it. It's everywhere in his word. Isaiah 1.17, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. Micah 6, 8, he calls us to do justice. Hebrews eleven thirty three 33, in the declaration of the people who have faith in God and what they do, he says they enforced justice. There was a zeal to justice. And then Amos 5, 24, one of my favorite verses on justice in all of God's word. This almost, it's a prayer from Amos. He's looking forward. He's declaring what he wants to see God's people do. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. We already saw in Matthew 12, the prophecy of Isaiah 42 also, that, that, that Jesus in his coming is going to bring justice to victory. To bring justice to victory and so, if you are a disciple of Christ, guess how Jesus is going to do justice? Guess who he's going to use to bring justice to victory? You and me. God's plan is to bring justice through you to the world. That's what he it calls his church to do and to be. That's what he calls us to do with our lives. Justice extended through you as you're made more like Christ and live out the mission of God. We have to understand this. We have to live into this, particularly when we celebrate on Easter that all of the life that we're celebrating and the, and the exclamation point of the resurrection over the, the, the realities of sin and brokenness and our call is to extend that to the world. I was, I was reflecting on uh, 1 Corinthians 15 this week, reminded in that unbeautiful chapter on the resurrection, Paul declares in that chapter that death is swallowed up in victory. Well, church, let me just, let me just be clear that what the gospel does is not just, not just bring a victory out of death at one point in one time in your life or mine, but he literally wants to continue to swallow up death in victory as we walk by faith in our justification and we walk in by faith to do justice. Think about that as a compelling vision for the church that as we are and become who God has called us to, that literally increasingly over time, that death can be swallowed up in victory. When you and I apply that to our lives day by day, moment by moment, literally death is being swallowed up by victory. Resurrection doesn't just become a moment. Resurrection becomes a pattern of my life. Which one's more compelling? We know, first in my own heart and life and then through me to the world. As you engage the world to point people to Christ, I want you to see and have a vision. I want our church to have a vision in front of us all the time that we can prevent and relieve the suffering of injustice in many ways as we do the work of God in the power of the Spirit. Because if we're being made like Christ from the moment we, 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 we give everything to him and start to walk with Christ by faith, 
We're being made into the likeness of Christ. And so what has to come out of that to, to validate the reality of that is that there's also justice that starts to be done from our lives. Th- think about it with me. Every move in your life and mine as a disciple of Christ, every move to reconcile relationships that are broken, even if the other person does not receive it, is a move to bring justice over the top of injustice, to swallow up death in victory. Every move to share the gospel is a move to bring justice over the top of injustice. Every every move of compassion to, to help someone in need is a move of justice over injustice. Let justice roll down like waters. Let it break forth. Let it be fulfilled in the church right now. The resurrection alive today, his death is being swallowed up in victory, light out of darkness, taking ground from Satan. Walk by faith to do justice. Ask God to to, to use your life to, to not just celebrate resurrection, but to actually be a picture of resurrection life. Ask ask God to give you a vision for what that might look like in small ways and and Lord willing even to give us a vision for something that some of us in this room might be a catalyst for justice rolling forth like waters. Look into the world for ways that God could use you and me to enter into places of deep brokenness to look right into the face of injustice and go, I know a God who is going to bring justice to victory. I know a God who brings life out of death. I know a God who rose from the grave. Do you understand the kind of endurance that that gives us in the face of brokenness? It gives us a resilience and a hope that the world does not have. And that's why we celebrate like we do on Easter. Pray for opportunities. The church has to be leading here. It's no wonder that the, that, that the world looks at the church and they, and, and they look at our celebration around Good Friday and, and Easter and, and the way that we worship and love Jesus, but they look at our lives and they go, they don't really believe it because it hasn't changed their life. The, their efforts aren't even consistent with the character of the God they worship. And that should challenge all of us. It should challenge all of us to go, God, create in us a, a, a readiness, an understanding of the gospel that would give us a resilience and a faith to step right into injustice and to bring relief. And even though we know uh, the followers of Christ should be the most resilient, when it gets hard and when it's wearying and when it's difficult, we should be the ones that literally the, the cross and resurrection just give our spine firmness and a readiness to move forward into it. Knowing that the work will never be complete in this life. But oh, because of the resurrection and the hope of the resurrection, we know that there will come a day when all realities of brokenness will be resolved justice will be served perfectly.
That's why the resurrection can never be reduced just to one day of celebration and one day of pretty outfits and confetti all over the worship center. Because if it's true, it's so much more. Let it be a reality that guides every day of your life, a reality that shapes your thinking and your actions. Only then will the resurrection become more than just a nice Christian idea rooted in the past. Only then will the resurrection become a reality and God's heart for justice will continue to be fulfilled and death through our lives will continue to be swallowed up in victory. As injustice is covered up by justice. This is the heart of God. This is what's proclaimed in Christ rising from the dead. Does that not cause you to want to step into the faith that God calls you to? Let's pray. God, I'm asking in this moment that that, that you would come in the power of your spirit and let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. God, whatever it is that's holding back your justice, maybe it's our a faith that has not yet really taken hold of the gospel. God, if that's the case, would you let justice roll down like waters? If there's a reality of the burden and the weight of sin that's holding us, that a a place of forgiveness that needs to be fully applied to our lives, let justice roll down like waters. For those of us who know you, God, let there be a release in the way that we see and the way that we live. Let justice roll down like waters. And through our church, God, righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. God, this is our heart and our desire. Fulfill it in us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.